You're listening to Children's Health Checkup. Welcome. I'm your host, Caitlin White. And today we're talking about building healthy habits as a family, getting enough sleep, exercise, and how to deal with all those screens. Joining us for this conversation is Otto Santiago. He is a clinical dietitian with the Get Up and Go program, supported by Coles Cares at Children's Health. Now, a lot of components factor into building healthy habits. Can you talk about the importance of managing things like screen time and share some ways some families can do that at home? Yes. First and foremost, it's important to understand that the, you know, according to the American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry, children that spend a lot of time on screens are exposed to things that sometimes don't help the child, such as violence and risk-taking behaviors. There's uh, negative stereotypes, cyberbullying, advertising aimed at children. There's things that happen, and then it can lead to other problems, such as sleep problems, lower grades in schools, reading fewer books, less time with the families and friends, weight problems, which goes along with spending too much time on the screen, being sedentary. And then uh, they also learn other ways, I would say, other ways to relax and have fun. So very important to bring that up because the American Academy of Pediatrics also recommends children below the age of 18 months not to have any screen time. For kids 18 months all the way up to 24, which is about two years old, an hour or less. So you can see there that they're already putting that time frame there so that way your children can spend more time with you and, and the household doing other chores or other activities that would prevent them from being active. Strategies that parents can do, everybody as a family, it's creating communal screen activities, you know, to possibly engage the children in different ways, you know, breaking down screen times, participate in regular physical activity with the family, you know, going on walks, bike rides, trips to the park, model the type of behavior you want. Obviously, we teach this to our parents. We teach a class that's called Division of Responsibility, and that has to do with the parents being the model, and they determine the what, when, and where things that happen in the household. So those are things that, that we teach the parents. Reinforcing the message by having, you know, consistent conversations about appropriate amounts of time, of screen time. Again, the biggest thing is monitoring the time on devices. Use a timer to make sure that your child is spending the time that they need on, on the screen. Balancing the exposure by implementing, you know, earned screen time. Obviously, you know, as they become teenagers, they become more independent. So you can actually have a discussion with the teenager so that way they can do the things that they're supposed to do and then they can earn these times. Another thing that parents can do is removing digital devices from the kid's bedroom or shutting them off completely. Uh, minimum, at least two hours before bedtime, that parents can do is just build a routine. You know, they're younger age, you know, and that age group of toddler all the way through 8, 10, 12, sometimes reading a story, starting the kid, you know, brush your teeth at a certain time. They say the bedtime is at 8 o'clock, start the routine maybe at 7 o'clock in the evening, you know, brush your teeth, get the kid ready to change, turn off devices, and then maybe read a story to the child. Those are things that can be done consistently and will help the child and the parent have a success at minimizing time in front of the screen. Now, you mentioned the importance of getting enough sleep. It's often easier said than done. What are the consequences of not getting enough sleep, and how can parents make sure their kids are getting the rest they need? Sleep is very important. It's our body's chance to heal and restore. 
it is vital for everything from lowering stress to improving school performance, right? So when the child has lack of sleep, they perform poorly in class or their focus time is, is lost for doing tasks that they're asked to do in school and even at home. So if your child is struggling to get enough sleep, that could be a sign that there's other things going on. Sometimes school could be a little bit of pressure for the child. Or again, that's something that I already alluded to is that the time that they're spending on the screen time, which we know can affect sleep because of blue light. So we know that blue light does affect sleeping patterns and it also affects eyesight. So it's important to start turning those devices off during that time, at least two hours in advance for the child to get a better sleep. And again, it's creating a bedtime routine. So recommendations that are provided by the American of Academy in Pediatrics, they recommend children three to five. They sleep at least 10 to 13 hours. For our kiddos that are in the age group six through 12, at least nine to 12 hours. Now for adults, we already know that it's between seven to nine hours of sleep as you get older. But kids, if you notice that your child is sleeping a little bit longer, it's okay. You know, when they're in that age group between six, 12, and maybe a little bit into their teenage years, they, they may sleep 12 hours or so. That's okay because they're still growing and developing. But it's very important for parents to, again, monitor the time that the kids are spending on the screen, or one way to help develop the tiredness, as I would say, is taking your child outside to spend some energy, right? Physical activity, the more physical activity that you do can lead to more rest, stress release as well. And then when time, nighttime comes around, you know, turning off lights, creating the mood for the body to be present to, to going to sleep is very important in, in this case. Can you give us some of your best advice on how to establish healthy eating habits? Yes. So the biggest thing is just start. <laughs> That's as simple as I can put it. Just, just start. Start making small changes. Keeping food high in protein in the house, things that kids can grab like yogurt, low-fat dairy products, vegetables, you know, whole grain foods at home or, you know, at work or packing things like that. The main thing is focusing on adding those healthy foods to the kids' lifestyle or diet, right? That way they can stay away from unhealthy food. That doesn't mean that there will not be the opportunity to enjoy some of the snacks and treats that family enjoy at, at times. But another thing that, that can be done is trying to eat as a family, right, every day in the kitchen and the dining table. This helps the children and the family focus on healthy eating. It's trying not to point fingers or talk down on the child if they're not eating a food that you're providing. It's just introducing the child to the food, and that way they can make a decision, maybe try it, and they can decide if this is something that they enjoy or not. That's part of the division of responsibility that we teach. Again, one thing that parents can do as well to help their children is maybe buying a healthy recipe book. I'm pretty sure a lot of parents that are listening probably have some form of recipe book that they haven't put out. So I highly suggest take it out, dust it off, blow it out, make a couple of those recipes. You don't have to cook a recipe every day, at least once a week, try something different. So you can start making those small changes uh, as you go. Packing healthy lunches if you work, right, or, or the child for school, if, they, if they're allowed to take some form of lunch to school, pack them healthy meals. That way they have more control over the things they eat. 
Now, I know that exercise is also a big component of the Get Up and Go program. What are some of your best tips for families on setting exercise goals together? Yeah. So the biggest thing that I that I find a lot, because this is a question that actually comes up a lot in my classes, is how do I get my kids to be more physically active, in other words, right? So the, the, the main thing is choosing activities that fit your child's age and development. If you start there, that makes the process a lot easier, right? Sometimes, obviously, as parents, I am a parent. Uh, sometimes we, we are tired and the kids are full of energy, right? So we got to find ways to still and participate with them in that activity. Things that you can do is uh, allowing your child to engage in structured and unstructured activities. So structured activities, again, if, if, you, if your child likes team sports or they like, for example, jujitsu, some form of martial art, they like basketball or something like that, put them in a team. That way they can, that's more of a structured environment. Now, unstructured activities is where you can take your kid to the park or take them outside to the backyard. If you have a trampoline, let them jump in the trampoline. These are things that are unstructured. So the main thing for parents is to, again, start somewhere. Like, uh, obviously, if you have children, you want to make sure that things are designed or the things that you pick will not be uh, considered boring to your child because the main thing is you want to make it fun for the child to participate in the activity or Sometimes what I suggest parents is, remember when you were a child, what were some games you played as a child? Maybe introduce those games to your kids, and maybe they like them. Those are some things that they can do. You know, our children learn, like I mentioned before, from us about healthy, active living. Again, including your family and physical activity every day. It's what's going to create that routine. And then again, back to... Uh, setting a goal is maybe start with walking maybe, right? You know, you can set a goal that you're going to walk maybe twice uh, a week for a certain amount of time or distance, right? So that's a goal that you can set up with your family. You can take your kid with you. If they have a bike, then have them follow you on the bike, right? So you can find activities that your child will still enjoy taking them outdoor. And obviously, we know the situation that we're in now but as long as you are socially distancing and keeping things in order, you'll still be able to participate in these activities. Again, it's picking something small. It doesn't have to be something big. You don't have to join a gym to be active. One thing that you can do, another example that I will provide that I did with my children was I bought water balloons. So that's something that I loved as a kid. So I had two five-gallon buckets. I filled them up with water balloons. And we just went went at it. <laughs> but it was fun. So the kids, you know, they're happy. They're enjoying it. You know, they're getting wet at the same time, especially during this time of the summer and spring. You know, for those that live in Texas, right, if you're, the weather gets really hot. So that was a great, you know, and we do that from time to time. So I highly suggest something like that as well. Do you have any other advice for families who are trying to take control of their health? Yes. I go back and I say this again. Just start. Please just start. Mm -hmm. The biggest thing is one of the things that we teach in our classes is a principle called 5210, right? So the 5210 is five servings, you know, the five means five serve, at least five servings of fruits and vegetables, two hours or less of screen time, right? Which is what we discussed earlier, an hour or more of physical activity and zero sugary drinks. Those four numbers, if you take a hold of that concept, you can start there. So those are things that, that parents and children can do together. I think these are ways that we teach our families if they stick to the concept of 5210, zero sugary drinks, which is huge. 
the one hour or, or, or more physical activity, two hours of less uh, screen time, and at least five servings of fruits and vegetables per day minimum. So you can start there. So tell us about the Get Up and Go program at Children's Health and how you work as a team to help families build these healthy habits. Absolutely. So as you know, our mission in Children's Health is to make life better for children. So one way that we make life better for children is providing the Get Up and Grow program, which is our umbrella name for the different programs that we have. And I'll share those with you momentarily. So our main program is the weight management program. This is a 10-week program that is free for the entire family. This program is designed to help families learn healthy lifestyle habits. For participating in this program, the families do receive a 20-week free membership to the YMCA because we are also partnered with the YMCA to provide this program to our families. And it serves uh, families that speak English and Spanish. And the uh, age group that we serve for this program is between 6 through 14. That's our main program, which is called Get Up and Go Weight Management Program. We also have other programs, two of which I spearhead uh, in my team, which are the Type 2 Diabetes Prevention Program. This is a program for children who have a family history of type 2 diabetes. It's a five-week program. All of the programs that I'll be talking about are free for our families. What we do in this program is we teach families for role of nutrition and physical activity and preventing the disease. The age group for this is between 6 and 14 as well. The other program that we have, we have another one that I spearheaded. It's called the Developmental Differences Program. This is a program designed for children with special needs. So if the child has autism, fragile X, Down syndrome, this is an eight-week program that's also free for the families. And we teach the kids and their families fundamentals of healthy eating and strategies to improve the child's acceptance of new foods, which is uh, something that these families struggle with. The age group for this program is between eight through 14. Some of the requirements that we have for this age group or this population is that they must be able to at least communicate some basic needs and wants. They should be able to feel comfortable participating in a group setting with peers and must be able to participate in at least some form of low impact physical activity. And then lastly, this is our newest program is the bariatric program. This is a program for teenagers that are anticipating bariatric surgery or have already gone through the surgery. So it's pre and post the program. It's designed to help kids for six weeks. This is a series of, of the program, learn techniques to assist them during their weight loss journal. Some of the requirements that we have here also, they must be able to participate in physical activity and they must be referred by a provider in the Children's Health Bariatric Surgical Center. The other three programs that I just discussed, they are provider referred, so it doesn't have to be necessarily the child's physician. It could be a dietitian, it could be a nurse, a school nurse that can refer the children to the other three programs that I mentioned. But for the bariatric program, they must be referred by a provider in the Children's Health Bariatric Surgical Center. We also have three ancillary programs that are non-physician referred or provider referred. These are the family cooking program. And remember, like I said, these are all under the umbrella of Get Up and Go. Family cooking program. This program is a four-week program, and we teach basic cooking skills to our kids and how to prepare healthy meals. The classes for the entire family and the ages that we serve in this program are ages 9 to 14 due to safety reasons. The other program that we have is called Planting Healthy Habits. This is a two-week series, and this is where kids learn about, you know, what plants and humans need to grow to be healthy. 
and the age group that we serve is between 7 and 10 for this program. And lastly, the other program that we have that is an ancillary program to our Get Up and Go weight management program is our Healthy Lifestyle After School program. So this is a more condensed version of our 10-week program. It's provided in elementary schools across North Texas and Dallas. And we focus on adopting, again, the same concept, which is teaching the children healthy lifestyle behaviors through nutrition and education programs. And the kids are ranging between 6 to 11 due to the fact that most of the kids that we serve in this program are in an elementary school. Thank you for your time and for your expertise, Otto. Find more information and tips to help your family out at childrens.com slash healthy weight. This has been Children's Health Checkup. I'm Caitlin White. Thanks for listening.